0: This is the Summit Life Ministries Audio Experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission is to elevate the church's vision to see her identity through God's eternal purpose, to equip believers to live with an eternal perspective. And to empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. So here we are, talking about the Word of God. We've been talking about hearing the voice of God and and understanding, perceiving, and then what are we doing with it? How, mm-hmm. how are we interacting with the Word of God? Um, and I know we were talking about going into Ephesians. Are we going to Ephesians? Are we going somewhere else today?
1: No, I want to start out in 1 John uh, chapter 5. And Carmen, thank you again for joining us. I know that... Uh, We had a brand new grandbaby, granddaughter, and you spent a week uh, with John and Sarah uh, serving them and blessing them, but it's great to have you back along my side, and I hope that your neck is recovering and feeling... neck is
0: getting better. Thank you for praying, and... um... And if any of you know our grandbaby and have pictures of her, if you want to send any pictures to us, that's a good
1: deal. <laughs> <laughs> and we are looking forward to uh, this coming week, uh, this coming weekend, Easter weekend, where John and Sarah are going to be with us. Uh, and we get to see both of those grandbabies. Uh, and so we're looking forward. And to
0: all it. of our children, too. We're excited to see all of our children. Yeah. <laughs> also not yeah, there.
1: I keep telling. John and Sarah, we love you too. (laughs) Even though though the focus goes from their eyes and their face, we love you. Oh, look at the grandbabies! (laughs) Uh, But we're also going to have Josiah and Aaron uh, from Kansas City coming up. And Josiah uh, is right now trying to finish the last few weeks of grad school. He's going to graduate as an occupational therapist. And uh, so our family continues to... Uh, venture out in in their adult lives and carving out their path as they follow the leading of the Lord. But we're gonna have kind of a reunion. You mean Uh,
0: they're living supernatural lifestyles and faith-filled obedience?
1: Oh yeah, God, God requires all of us to live by faith. Those that don't even have to live by faith and that faith translates into a level of obedience that is pleasing to the Lord.
0: Can I can I mention something as we finish the last episode? No, you cannot. <laughs>
1: yeah, just kidding.
0: We were talking about our best life, and I and I almost said it then, but I just waited. But you know, the best life that that you can live, the best life that I can live, is Jesus's life, the life which is of yielding our life. So it's not a striving to do so much as a yielding to give um, to give God your life so that his life can be lived Mm -hmm. and expressed. And that's what we're, that's what our lifestyle of obedience is about. Yeah.
1: I don't know when I think I did in one of the age changer shows. I shared about an experience that I had many, many years ago when I was young in the Lord and first starting out in the ministry. And I was on my way to go uh, minister someplace. And I was praying and I was focusing on a text that I was going to preach from that night. And I had an encounter with the voice of God and it was so clear. Matter of fact, uh, to this day, I don't know if it was an inward voice that was so loud or whether it was the audible voice of God. And I can remember where I was, the location of my car. I was driving across uh, the bridge. on I-90 coming across the Mississippi River. And it was like, you know, when God speaks to you like that, it kind of shakes you up, you kind of lose bearings of your surroundings. But I remember I was coming down uh, alongside the bluffs and I was crossing over the river and God spoke to me. And he said, never have a people been given so much that have done so little with it. What is available to us in Christ? is unfathomable Mm -hmm. i mean you need to understand that you have been blessed with the highest level of blessings in what paul said in ephesians the highest heavenly realm there is not one part of god's heart and god's mind that you don't have access to in Um. and through christ jesus and so paul told the galatian believers he said we co-share in Christ's crucifixion. And in that that experiential revelation of what it means to be crucified with Christ, where you you realize that you no longer live. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. And that means I no longer live. But he said, yet I do still live. Mm -hmm. But yet the life that I live, I'm right now living by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus is alive in you. So yesterday I'm driving down the road and I was just thanking God. I thank you that I I, I get a share in your life, but we use those phrases, but I, I went even further. I get to live your life today. Hmm. Jesus is, has the power of an endless life. Every day there is a an expression of, Jesus in how he's living today, how he's ruling, how he's reigning, how he's experiencing life, the God kind of life. And he says, whoever is thirsty, let him come and drink. I'm living this life, I'm living large. The God kind of life, come and drink of the fountain, which is me. And if you drink of me and my life, you will, you will never thirst again said, I'm the bread of life. Come and eat and you will never be hungry again. I mean, Jesus is available to us now to partake in and to partake with. And so there is this growing passion in me to pursue his life and to experience what it means to have Christ in me, the hope of glory, and to allow uh, By fate myself to get past the veil of my flesh and this earthen vessel, this crack pot, <laughs> and get to the treasure that is that is hidden on the inside of me. I want to I want to get past the veil and I want to dwell there and experience who He is because He's ch- chosen to live in us. And not only just live in us, he's not a hostage, and I don't want him to Jesus, <laughs> Jesus to say, he out. "Lynn held me hostage <laughs> for most of his natural life." I want him to to know that he's home in me, yeah. that he has a freedom. You know, me casa es su casa. You know, my house is your house, Jesus, and uh, I want you to have free reign. Uh, and and I love it when you know, as uh, traveling in ministry, that there are certain families that I've stayed with several times and they've told me that, you know, Lynn, make yourself at home. And there are a few families that I know that I can, uh, without even asking, go to their refrigerator and anything that is in that refrigerator is free game. Uh, They have just said, whatever is ours is yours and make yourself at home. I want Jesus to be able to reign in me in that way. And that I, I want him uh, to, to begin to possess me more, to flow through me more, to express himself through me more. Uh, because his life is the only life that was worth living. A worthy one. Everything else, everyone else that has ever lived has been stained by sin. And so they've fallen short. Of the glory of God, the the optimal level of life that God fully intended mankind to live, only Jesus has lived the life that was worthy uh, of of that type of expression. The rest of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So. Uh, I, I want him to take me to the heights that, that he went. I want him, I want to walk in his footsteps. I want him to take me, make me and take me where he wants me to go. Um, and I love a brother. He's with the Lord now, Kim Clement. He sometimes would prophesy in rhythms and in rhymes, mm-hmm, right. but I'll never forget one time I was watching a meeting of his, and he said, "You know, you're somewhere in the future, and you look a whole lot better than you do right now." And and right now, I am complete in Christ. I I have Romans eight says that he has, well, who is foreknown, he's predestined uh, to be conformed in his image. And he has not only justified us, but he has glorified us. The Lord already sees me glorified in him. And so I'm somewhere and God in his foreknowledge can see me at the finish line, coming across the finish line of faith, him welcome, welcoming me home in that place and 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 me ending up being like him. When the veil of my flesh is taken off, and, and I am further clothed with his glory, yeah. I shall be like him. You will be like him. That will be the revelation. We'll see him as he truly is, but then we'll also see that he was able to finish and complete that which he has begun.
0: You mentioned that this life that God intended, and that's what, that's what I wrote down, so I won't forget to say that, that just to ponder that that we're we're to live the we have a life that God intended for us to live and it's this life in Christ. And when when we accomplish when we walk that what we you were just saying, that's the life that he intended. God had that in his heart for us to live. And as we yield that life, that's the intended life we're supposed to live.
1: Yeah, Carmen, and we're probably not going to get to First John. We can try. Uh, I think
0: we got time. Let's try. <laughs> n-
1: no, I, I feel like you bring up uh, a very important po- point, and it's uh, it's a real adjustment and a recorrection correction that needs to come to the Western Church, because what we've done is we have altered aspects of the gospel, and then um, this other gospel or this Americanized gospel. Mm-hmm. That we preach, and I'll, I'll define it and explain it just a little bit. It leaves us not with the results that are promised, and so uh, the 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 true nature of the gospel that Jesus preached, the gospel of the kingdom, is that He's King. You're not <laughs> God's God. You're not, and He said that if you come after Me, if, if you want to be in relationship with Me, if you're wanting to follow me. If you're truly wanting to accept my lordship and me being the king and Mm -hmm. ruler of your life, he said, you must lay down the rights and the ownership of your life. And he said, whoever will lose his life, be willing to cash it in, exchange it to say, I don't want ownership in my life. Even if I optimize what my life could be, we use the phrase, reach my full potential, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be soul satisfying. It would still leave me lacking and wanting something else. And the tragedy is that, you know, American culture has fed itself on a lie that somehow notoriety, fame, wealth, how we define success can bring satisfaction to the soul. And so you have these people with immense wealth, immense popularity, you know, they, they become famous and you just see many of them ending their life or they, they end up self-destructing in their relationships and their, their marriages and uh, they, they suffer with addictions, just trying to, you know, pacify their soul, with some form of hang up, habit, addiction that just kind of allows them to escape for a moment because they don't want to be who they are. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching the other day, just caught a, a, a few minutes of a segment, and it was of a well known actor that, you know, makes movies, had tremendous notoriety, and he actually had a professional cosmetologist makeup artist that made him a false face and a wig and create this illusion that he could be somebody else so that when he could go out in public he could act like he was somebody else because he didn't want people to know who he was because he said I didn't want to be who I was because Mm -hmm. of all the things that were associated with the fame and the notoriety. And so he said, everything that I wanted at first to be famous and to have the accolades of men and the attention of men. He goes, after a while, I didn't want it. I I wanted, you know, obscurity. I wanted anonymity. I wanted just to be able to live in simplicity by going out and eating in a restaurant without being mobbed or or being able to walk into a market and, and buy groceries without, you know, being accosted by people who were demanding something from me. And and what he was saying is he didn't have enough to be mm-hmm. what other people wanted him to be. He had reached the end of himself. And he you know, here is this guy, and it was hard for me to pity him because he has immense wealth, immense riches. You know, he's lived a life that many people would say, oh, I wish I had that life. But here he was saying, if I could trade all the fame and all the fortune, I wish I could just be somewhat normal in life. Well, we've heard the stories. So many people, Mm -hmm. after chasing these false fantasies and dreams, end up saying, I chased it, pursued it most of my life. And I obtained what I thought that I wanted only to find that I was lacking because life has to be lived, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And I'm telling you right now, only Jesus can satisfy the soul. Only he can quench the longings of the human heart. Only he can affirm and, and make us understand the value of our true worth Uh, through his divine love and perfect love. Only he can love me the way I've always wanted to be loved. And so a a psalmist and a songwriter said, all my fountains are in you, quoting the scripture. And so uh, we truly need to understand that, you know, my best life is not a very good life. So I wanna lay my life down. I want to yield the rights of my life. And I want to say, God, with your foreknowledge and foresight and with your understanding and your wisdom, you know what you created me to be. And and you knew what was going to be the most satisfying, fulfilling, superior pleasure that I could ever experience. And I just accept that, Father, you know best. And so let your will be done in me. I want it. I desire it. And and, And that's why I want to teach on this because when we begin to perceive it and God through the Holy Spirit begins to bring us into understanding of it, I wanna fully embody it, embrace it. I want to engage it because I know that by engaging the will of my Father, there is going to be this changing of the emotional chemistry of my heart and, and how it will redecorate the interior of my life where I will not be chasing after an idol. I will not be chasing after some shiny little toy that mm-hmm. that the American market and their marketing strategies are trying <laughs> to say, if you have this, you'll finally be happy.
0: So you're resetting your affections. That's what oh, we're man. doing. We're resetting our affections on the one who satisfies. The one who, who we truly want and it changes. The only
1: everything. one who truly can't satisfy. Yeah. And, and so Colossians says this. He said, set your affections upon things above. Not here on the earth. There's nothing here that can satisfy you with eternal satisfaction. You, you won't find it here in temporal time, in transient, temporary things. It won't last. It's called an inferior pleasure. Mm-hmm. It'll last for a moment. But what God wants to do is reveal to you his loving kindness that lasts not only in our lifetime, but in the life to come. We wanna set our affections on things above where Christ is seated and my life, my identity and destiny is hidden inside of him. So in my exploration of the revelation of who Christ is, Mm -hmm. I find myself in him. He's saying, welcome home, son. This is what, and inside of me is all that you've ever wanted and more. And so.
0: And you're saying welcome home, not far off in the future. You're saying now, as you encounter Christ, it's a welcome, welcome home. Welcome home. The place you're supposed to be. Welcome home. This ho- relationship you're supposed to
1: have. Yes, welcome home is Him. Welcome home is Jesus. He is our home, He is our dwelling place. I can live and abide in Him, and He can live and abide in me. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I apologize. We did not get to 1 John chapter 5.
0: I have to own that. I I sidetracked him.
1: My (laughs) sidekick uh, got me going in another direction. But listen, there's always another age changer show to come (laughs) as long as we're still in the flesh on this side. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you're encouraged by this. Passionately pursue Jesus. He is your life. He is the way. He is the truth that brings us into true life. Zoe, the God kind of life and the God kind of experience. And so pursue him passionately. You will not be disappointed.
0: If this is encouraging you and provoking you, we encourage you to... Like this and share this. And if you have any other questions, you can find out more information um, from summitlifeministries.com. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to leave below, we will try to address those um, as we get those. God bless you. And we love you. Bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.